Brandon, I'm sorry to say, but today we are drinking to forget. I don't think we have enough. No. Um, I saw the saddest shit of my life today. I was at work, and I saw two little baby ducklings wandering alone by themselves, calling out for their little mama, chirping out. Anything else? No, that's it's fucking heartbreaking. What do you mean anything else? I thought they died. No, it's going to keep me up all night. They're, they're fucking sitting out there scared and a lot. Oh, never mind. You ever seen Lemon gonna fucking, Stitch? They find their way. I'm going to drink to forget you. No, I, that's where I saw that. I walked away. I said a prayer like, that, 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 yo, help them find their mom, man. But anyway. love and positivity. They'll figure it out. Yeah, so if, if everyone listening could manifest that the baby ducklings find their mother, even if you're listening to this years from now, just... We need that cumulative cumulative energy throughout time and space. So welcome back, everybody, to the Gin and Thomas podcast. It's the show where we share a drink with friends. Uh, And today is the Gin and Thomas Arbor Day special. So uh, to celebrate, we actually have a... How do do I describe it? Um, Friend of an arborist as our special guest today, Brandon Churchill. Brandon, how you doing? What's up? So, Brandon, from what I understand, you are not an arborist, but you're friends with an arborist. So Correct. how would you say that that has influenced your um, knowledge, expertise, and career in trees? I just ask them a lot of tree questions. Oh, okay. Not as uh, exciting of an answer as I was expecting, but that's what you get when someone's not an arborist. And then I retain 1% of the information. But of course, we do have one arborist on the show, and that is me, your host, Thomas. Jin. But anyway, Brandon, uh, I just want to warn the people right now. This is, today's drink is not the woodsiest drink. It's very fragrant, though. Yeah, but I I need to blame this on Missouri, because I have a lot of ideas on what I want to get going. But the, the the way the winter's out here lasts so long, I have to, like, wait for things to be in a little more bloom to get the supply, to forge the supplies I need. If we were out in Arizona, I could have gotten all of this this morning. You know what I mean? But it's it's so damn cold out here. You can't even plant stuff until, like, now. I don't know, like, last week. Also, well, although uh, we did have frost. Yeah. But uh, um, day of recording, I planted a tree earlier today. Sick. And then day... After release, I will be planting eight trees. So if you're listening to this day of the release, tomorrow I will be planting eight trees for Arbor Day. Uh, happy Arbor Day. Happy Happy Arbor Day, everybody. So today's drink, um, it is called the Woodland Punch. Uh, I picked it mainly for the name, not so much what's in it, because again... I have some woodsy cocktails, but I'm not going to spoil the surprise. We're going to get into those uh, later this year. I have this some doesn't other... scream woodsy to me. Uh, but it's just called Woodland Punch. But it's because, um, called Woodland Punch because the person that made it uh, made a trip to the Woodland Plantation uh, near New Orleans. Racist. Yeah. But uh, no, it is by Paula from callmepmc.com. Uh, but first, uh, we actually have a new alcohol on the show today. It is Southern Comfort. SoCo, as the Soco. kids call it. Kind of sweet, very low alcohol. It's thirty five percent. Fun fact: first alcohol I ever drank straight. Mm. That's not counting shots. I mean, like I think the first it. alcohol I ever had straight was beer. No, I mean, liquor. no, no, I know. First, li- sorry, um, first liquor I drank no, straight. The only time I had ever had uh, Southern Comfort before was in this um, this cider thing this guy made. He like poured out a bottle of it into a pot, boiled it with some cinnamon and apples. Yeah, and tasting this straight, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. already has some sweetness to it. It has yeah. a little bit of like a caramelness to it. I mean, it's pretty good. I just wouldn't drink this straight. It's a little too sweet for me. 
Yeah, but if you're going to go for a shot, this is probably a good shot to take yeah. straight out the bottle. Yeah, and since it's low alcohol, it's not going to get you trashed. It's not that low but of alcohol. You, it's 35%. Yeah. Uh, but if And this would be really good if you were going to have some tart mixers, kind of like what we have today. So, Who's in this drink? Yeah, so in our drink today, so we have one and one half ounce of Southern Comfort, three ounces of pineapple juice, a half ounce of cherry juice, uh, top it off with like about an ounce of uh, club soda, garnish with a lemon and a lime, and... A uh, cherry and a lime. Yeah, you're right. Ooh, yeah, you're right. Cherry and a lime. Thank you. So let's give these a taste here. The pine—it's very pineapple for it. Almost—it's almost like a fruit punch. Well, it is three ounces of pineapple juice. It's yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, and it's also called woodland punch. But yeah, so uh, I was a bit lazy today, guys. It's uh, just because it has woodland in it, but not a very um, I didn't strong have, drink. Yeah, I didn't really have any time to make a uh, pine simple syrup, which is coming, ladies and gentlemen. I just have to source the ingredients and find where to put it so stay tuned i think when they said woodland they meant uh woodland hall at well, yeah, it, it, it's the name of a place or it's probably someone's last name it has the word wood in it right yeah but um overall so the color we went with black cherry juice so that adds a darker color um not in like a gross way but it's almost like bloody mary colored if, yeah if you could see through the bloody mary yeah like a, a little bit of a water um, it kind of tastes like, um, it tastes just like fruit punch. Uh, you could probably go with a stronger whiskey. I kind of wish I would have squeezed the lime into it. Yeah. I'm going to do that right now. Oh, or you know what else you could do maybe is double the Southern Comfort and then just like cut your, cut your pineapple juice in half maybe. Let the fixer take care of it. I'll All right. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll let the fixologist <laughs> take care of it when it comes to it. I would read out the origin, but this is one of those websites where it is like, when I was a boy, I went fishing 22 years ago in the late oh 1800s. God. And it wasn't until I was 23 that I discovered. <laughs> yeah. And it was just because it opens. Like, I was fishing in New Mexico. Like, so it says the drink is inspired by the woodland plantation in New Orleans. But okay. the story starts with, I was fishing in Texas near the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, my God. Just get to the... Listen, listen. If you are ever putting a drink online, ingredients... And then how to make it. Give me your blurb at the end. Give the blurb at the end. Because if I care, I'll read more. But generally, I don't care. I am here for the recipe and how to make it. And if anything, save all that for like a cookbook. Yeah. Where like maybe no. people are like more in the mood for it. Because like, it, but, but I mean like if you're looking up a recipe online, I highly doubt you're going to be reading it. And you're like, wow. But maybe if you have like a cookbook, you'd be like, wow, Julia Stiles. That is good. Wait, is Julia Stiles the chef lady? Julia Child. Julia Child. Wow, Julia Child. That That's a good point. That French cooking does need a lot of butter. Thanks, Martha Stewart. I knew the, the right curtains to go with this drink were... Thank you, Martha plaid. Stewart. I know how to lie on my taxes. <laughs> I mean, this isn't bad. No, I mean, no, it's not bad by any means. Um, I don't know what I... When would you drink this? Grandma's house. Grandma's 88th birthday party. This could be her drink the the signature drink it's like kind a, of like, like, a, a, like a dirty beach <laughs> yeah well no to me it's kind of like maybe if you're in a south because it you know it's it's like sweet. a dirty beach yeah <laughs> um no 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 a a along a river <laughs> yeah if you you know what this would along actually a river. oh yeah our ambiance today we're uh, we're in the trees along a river for arbor day we're we're in amongst the trees this i 
maybe if this was like a canned cocktail, drinking this while fishing on a river. Because I'm not going to make this if I'm on a river. It's just got it's got too much sugar in it, I think, from the juice. That's why you got to be in the South, because they fucking put sugar in everything, man. Yeah, sweet tea and all that jazz. Then eat that, drink this while you're eating some blackened catfish. Ooh-wee, baby. That's good eating. I just... It's just too sweet. You know, for as much as I, I kind of like pineapple juice, I think this just has too much in it. Well, you know what? I bet if it was fresh pineapple juice, yeah. it would be a whole different story. Well, also, yeah, also, and uh, maybe a little more cherry because the pineapple juice is kind of sweet and the alcohol is kind of sweet. Maybe you need that tart to balance out a little more. Dude, this is just getting back into those seltzer flavors again. I know. Who puts a cherry and a pineapple together? I know. But I think <laughs> if you went with the, if you squeeze the lime to get the citrus, okay, it incre- so that's your acid. Well, I mean, there's acid in this pineapple juice, but it's mostly sugar. So you get your acidity and then increase the cherry juice, get a little more tart, and then the sweetness from the pineapple and the and the southern comfort. I think that there's a little more of a balance there. I just think it's too heavy on the on our sugar filled pineapple. I have ideas. I mean I'm drinking it. It's good. It's almost like like if if we had put more club soda, this would just kind of be like a seltzer. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. So if this was a selt you know what next time I do, I think maybe more seltzer. You're right. This would actually not be a bad seltzer Ooh, bud light make a southern flavor seltzer i don't know overall i mean it's good not great not the most amazing thing i would give it maybe i'm gonna give it five blue agaves out of ten i will give it let me think about this he's gotta do the math i'll give it two shrubs two shrubs Ooh, on arbor day yeah oh my well, god do the conversion you know How many so blue funny? agaves is that on Arbor Day? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so funny. Is I, um, don't worry. I do have a game for us today. But I wanted to do a, is it a tree or a shrub? Oh, yeah. But the thing is, you know, you know how I say no tricks. Every one of them would have been a trick because, like, it's such, like, an, a divided. It's, it's mostly just, like, what you're feeling that day. Right. Like, there's so many. There's some that are trees and some that are shrubs. For so many people, it's just... Who you ask and how they're feeling that day. So the shrub tree debate is hotly debated. It kind of sounds like science to me. Yeah. Well, but then also it would have been funny because like no matter what you chose, it all would have been wrong. Because I would have been like, well, according to this arborist, he says it's a tree. Sorry, Brandon. Yeah, that's science, bro. Changes with the weather. No, science changes constantly because they come way to discover new things all the time. Which is why... Arborism is a science. Arborism, arboriculture, arborism. That sounds like a religion. Arborism, arborism. <laughs> That's what them tree huggers follow. Arborism. Yeah, call, call me a tree hugger. I'm an arborist. Well, then you would just be an arborist. Yeah, that's yeah. why arborism works. <laughs> All right, so Brendan, I'm gonna tell uh, I'm gonna tell a little bit of the background of Arbor Day, if that's all right with you. Oh, by all means. Okay, so Arbor. I'd be upset if you didn't. All right, so Arbor Day. Oh, this is from Wikipedia, everybody. Uh, Arbor Day, or Arbor Day, in some countries. That's with the U in there. Um, <laughs> is a secular day of observance, which individuals and groups are encouraged to plant trees. Today, many countries observe such a holiday. They're usually observing in the spring. The date varies depending on climate and suitable planting season. So it's it's a multiple countries, but it's throughout the year, whatever. So 
we can be hitting the fucking Israeli Arbor Day and come back with the Woodland Cocktail if we need to. Yeah. All right. For example, um, in Australia, um, uh, Tree Day is held on the last Friday of July. They would call it Tree Day. Oh, wait. No, that's National Schools Tree Day. And then many states have Arbor Day, although Victoria has Arbor Week. Hell yeah. Belgium has International Day of Tree Planting. It is celebrated in Flanders around the 21st of March. Brazil has Dia de Avô. Uh, Avô? It's not French. Uh, Arbore. Sorry, sorry, Brazilians. <laughs> I don't speak Portuguese. Um, it's celebrated on September 21st, so we could hit Brazilian Arbor Day. It is not a national holiday. However, schools nationwide celebrate this day with environmentally related activities. The British Virgin Islands celebrate on November 22nd, two days before my dad's birthday. Cambodia, Cambodia, Cambodia celebrates on July 9th. My brother's and, birthday. Uh, Canada has a huge thing I don't want to read. But anyway, so it just... <laughs> No, but it goes through. There's um, Central African Republic, July 22nd. Chile, uh, Dia de Arbol, July 28th. China, Congo, Costa Rica, Cuba, Czech Republic. Egypt is January 15th. You know what I mean? India. So it like, like I'm just like, look at me, man. I'm just scrolling. Scrolling constantly. It's It's all different everywhere. North Macedonia. Oh, my God. Oh, it doesn't give me a date, though. But yeah, so anyway, it's like it's just all over the world, right? And we would be here all day if I read out all of them. Absolutely. Um, but so it's our origin. So the first Arbor Day was uh, in the Spanish village of Mondonendo. Mondonendo. I am so sorry, everybody at home. Um, it held the first documented Arbor Plantation Festival in the world, uh, organized by its mayor in 1594. The place rem- remains as Alameda de los Remidos and is still planted with lime and horse chestnut trees. Hmm? Lime trees. It is planted with lime and horse chestnut trees. I don't know what it, it remains as Alameda de los Remidos. I'll have to look that up in a second. Um, a humble granite marker and a bronze plate. Okay. But yeah, so that was a, 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 its first ever one. And then the first American Arbor Day was originated by J. Sterling Morton of Nebraska City, Nebraska. Real original with the name there. Uh, at an annual meeting in the De- Nebraska State Board of Agriculture held in Lincoln on April 10th, 1872, an estimated one million trees were planted in Nebraska. On that day? On that day. Oh, my God. That's a lot. That's a lot of trees. And then, you know, you have people like Theodore Roosevelt, who he, he did a lot for it. There's a little blurb here, but I'm not going to get into all that. He did all the national parks, didn't he? Yeah, so he did all the national parks, but conservation was always a large part of his... Um, of his whole message, which I have a lot to, he's uh, policies. Yeah. And even just his vibe, like even after he retired, he's like, we got to protect these lands. You know what I'm saying? Got to go hunting. That's not what he sounded like, but you know, no, he sounded like Robin Williams. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, he did. But so anyway, Brandon, it's Arbor day. And I don't know about you, but Arbor kind of makes me think of trees wood. And it makes me think, what kind of tree am I? Makes me wonder what kind of tree are you? Okay. So, uh, I had two options here. I originally was going to go with BuzzFeed, but um, fuck them. So, we're going with the worldwildlife.org. And so, it's a what tree are you quiz. Ready? Yes. All right. So, we're 
You're going to go first, and then we'll do mine. Lovely. And so uh, here's our little intro here. Trees have traits many of us aspire to. Strength, resilience, the ability to ahem, branch out. Boo. Answer, answer these seven simple questions about your habits, personality, and interests to discover the tree you relate to most. Share the results and invite your friends to take the quiz too. Uh, so what I did is I Googled what tree are you, worldwildlife.org. I'll, uh, I'll leave the quiz in the show notes so, uh, um, so you guys can play along at home. So, Brandon, the weekend is coming up. What sounds good to you? I wouldn't mind a, a rainy day to cuddle up in a chair and read a good book. A bright and sunny day would be great. I really want to make progress on my garden. Sunny or overcast doesn't matter to me. I'll be outside regardless. Um, You know, I could really use a rainy day to stay in. Okay. Too bad you don't know how to read, though. Mm, true. I'll have somebody read it to me. Yeah. All right. If you could have one of these meals for dinner tonight, which would you choose? Pizza. Um, grilled veggies drizzled with a vinaigrette. Absolutely not. Hot dogs or burgers right off the barbecue. Butternut squash, uh, butternut squash ravioli with sage and a hearty stew with crush, crusty bread. Oh, I'm going to go with the burgers then. Burgers. Burgers. Bobby. Oh, all right. You open your clothes closet. What do you see? A lot of color, not just denim blue or mostly neutrals. Um... I guess I'd put it under a lot of color. Okay. What is your favorite outdoor activity? Hiking, going to the beach, a picnic. Oh, beach. All the day, all day. Okay. Number five. What kind of party attendee are you? I am loud, goofy, and the center of attention, telling funny stories and jokes. I am the person helping the host out, always happy to lend a hand. I am the one you can count on to RSVP and show up ready to have fun. Which one do you think I am, Thomas? Mm, RSVP? It's either that one or the first one. You know what? You would RSVP, though. I'm gonna, I I think you want the la- the first one. Uh, no, I think I identify as both, but I'm not always the center of attention, though, so I'll take the latter. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I would RSVP. Um, all right. Six out of seven. Or, uh, question number six. When you commute to work or school, you take a, take different routes on occasion. I get bored if I cannot switch things up. Stay on the same course. I know it works, and I stick with it. Oh, I stick with it. Faster the better, baby. Which, all right, final question. Which better, which, which better describes you? A doer. I come up with a plan, and I go for it. A thinker. I like to consider all my options before foraging ahead. Those, why do those sound like the same thing to me? Did you read them again? A doer, I come up with a plan and I go for it. And a thinker, I like to consider all my options before forging ahead. I think like a doer is like you look at it and you're like, I'm going to do this and this and then I'm going. Like you just first plan. Like it's not like you act impulsively, but I think like my first idea was good enough. Let's hit it. Okay. I guess I'm weighing all the options because I weigh them, plan, and then do it. Okay. What tree are you? You are a red mangrove. Uh, Ritzophora mangle. Mangle. Uh, though it may look tangled and messy, the red mangrove serves an important purpose along the coast in Florida, Louisiana, and Texas. It attracts a, a diversity of birds, fish, and even crocodiles. You attract people, too. Friends know to find you at the beach, enjoying the summer, rain or shine. You're, with a goof, you're a goofball amongst your buddies and a quick draw with a great joke. Okay, that is gonna... accurate, but <laughs> okay, uh... I, would, I would rather be like a strong oak. 
I don't make the quiz, Brian. I know Art, you as don't. for me, it was uh, way too accurate. My right, weekend is coming up. I want to do my garden. Sunny day. If I could have one of these meals, let's go with a hearty stew. It's bulking season, baby. Uh, uh, what clothes do you see? I also have a lot of color. Bulking uh, season. Lots of burgers, bro. <laughs> yeah, but a hearty stew with all that bread. I'm carbo loading. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite outdoor activity? I'll go with hiking. Um, what kind of attendee are you? I'm loud and goofy. I'm not showing up early, and I'm also not going to help out. <laughs> um, when you commute to school or work, uh, I stay on the same course. I get like, uh, no, yeah, I have like two ways home. It depends on if I like stop at a certain store. It sounds like multiple ways. Uh, I'm dog. a doer. I don't really, I don't spend. I probably underthink things. I don't overthink them. What are you? A coconut palm? I swear to God, palms aren't even trees. You fucking kidding me? World <laughs> Wildlife. <laughs> You got a grass, bitch. I'm so fucking mad right now, dude. You got a fucking grass. Uh, Cocos nucifera, more commonly called the coconut tree. The coconut palm is found throughout the world in tropic or subtropic regions. The tree produces coconuts, a fruit that's a staple in the diet of many people around the world. Other parts of the tree, including the coconut husks and palm fronds, are used in cooking, home furnishings, and decorations. Like coconut palms, you'd rather be on the beach than anywhere else. Eh. Um, cold winters aren't your thing. That's fucking true. <laughs> you prefer a much warm, breezy, sunny day. Sure, you go you go with the flow on occasion, but big changes in life can be tough to adapt to. It's very true. I like. I felt. I feel like this analyzed me pretty well. But why, dude? <laughs> this thing knows me. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's the same thing. Is mine? Mine diagnosed me and diagnosed me pretty well. Um, but it I didn't should, like the tree. I wish it gave me like a something cool, like a fig tree. Um, <laughs> it gave you a grass. I know. Well, I I am an, a certified ar- an ISA certified arborist, so which means international. So I could go to Tokyo and be an arborist. Would you like to tell the people about palm trees and why they're not trees? Uh, I can talk to you about palms. I don't know what a palm tree is. Sorry, but I um, was talking for the layman. Uh, more like the lame man. Don't insult our audience. Yeah, so uh, for those of you listening at home and anyone uh, here, even though it's just Brandon, and of course my co-hosts who are always here, um, but a, so arbor, arborist, ar, is, it, it directly translates to tree surgeon, like that's what the meaning of the word is, and then like arboriculture is like the study and cultivation of trees and all that, but like a part of your arborist training is you do learn about palms. But the thing is, is that palms are not trees. They're not like woody. They're almost like vascular and it's almost like the inside is almost like a sponge. It's like meshy. I don't really know how to describe it. But, um, and, and they like, but you know, they're like really fibery. It's not wood. And so they are more closely related to a grass than a tree. But because it's big and tall, people are like, oh, it's a tree. But uh, I don't know. Do you look at the Washington Monument and be like, oh, it's a tree? Yes. No. Oh, okay. Well, if you do, then it's fine. But it's like there's no wood in a palm. There's no wood in the Washington. You know what? There's probably more wood in the National Washington Monument in some fucking stairs or shelves than there is in a palm. Wow. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, Arborist is one of the most dangerous do- jobs in America. Yeah, because trees fall. I thought, I thought we already talked about this. Did we? Probably. Yeah, the guy got covered in palms. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've, I've already told, well, I'll, I'll tell it really quick for anyone that hasn't listened. Um, but yeah, there was a guy in Arizona where there was one guy in the palm and he was trimming the fronds and he like was just dropping them down as you do. And then you always have a guy on the ground, like watching out. And one of the fronds hit him in the head and knocked him out. 
And then as the guy up there was like cutting and throwing more down, they just buried him and suffocated him. Horrifying. And then, you know, everyone's seen those videos where like a palm is like bent over and some guy goes to cut the head off and it goes like whoosh, you know, like whips him back and almost slingshots him off. Those people. It's cartoons. Yeah. Well, no, it's happened in real life. But like those people are dumb because like you have to slowly etch it away. But here's the thing. If you're a doctor, you have to like pass like a, the medical board to call yourself a doctor. So while an arborist is like an official title and um, certification that you can get, there's no like law preventing you from saying you're an arborist. Like you can just advert. You could make a business card that says arborist tomorrow and start trimming trees. And if they don't check your certificates, then that's on them. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it and it's. Um, but like an ISA arborist is like training and then there's multiple levels. So like I'm right now, I'm a regular arborist, but I'm gearing up to get my municipal specialist and then eventually get my master arborist. But yeah, you can just call yourself. When you get the wizard arborist. I think you have to, um, or the grand be, master. Yeah. You have to become one with the tree. It's actually a very, become a tree. Yeah. It's a very, uh, it's a very dangerous and irreversible process. You become an elf and your ears get pointy. Yeah, or like a druid. And then I can like control nature and the plants. Okay. You do that. Yeah. That's what being a grandmaster wizard arborist is. You just become a <laughs> druid from D and D. So I've told you this story before, Brandon, but I, I'd give it to I'll I'll give it to the people. But when I became an arborist, I called my dad and I was like, Hey dad. You know, I just wanted to let you know, I, I passed my arborist exam. I'm really excited, you know, because I've been working in like landscape for uh, a couple years, like three to four years already. And that was on top of like 10 plus years of like gardening experience at home and all that. And so I went to go get my official arborist certification. I called my dad to tell him about it. And he's like, well, you know, son, that's great. That's something that can, uh, you know, that'll be useful your whole career, no matter where you go. But uh, it's just kind of weird. I... I thought that you were, you know, working with trees, not with boats. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I am, I am going to be with trees. I'm an arborist, Dad. And he was just like, oh, all right. Dude, it wasn't even like that phone call. It was like way later when I hung out with him a couple months later. I was talking to him about it. And he's like, oh, I thought you said harborist. What the hell is that? Am I in the... As soon as he said boats, I'd be like, no, not with an H, with an A. <laughs> well, what's that movie with Marlon Brando where his brother... And he was like, ah, Charlie, no... Charlie, Marlon Brando, Mouse Hunt, Harbor. No, it's it's not the men on the waterfront. Never heard of it. When he's like he's like a dock worker. It's like like my dad thought I was gonna be like Marlon Brando from On the Riverfront. It's a lot funnier if you're old and have seen that movie. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so that's my that's my little harborist arborist story. And then where there's that uh um hardware store near bar called like harbor freight we yep. went in there i'm like ah this is my you know i feel at home here in the harbor i think we need another drink i do but before we do that can you guess my favorite pepper uh jalapenos chile de arbol that was close <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> welcome everybody to the second drink here we have, um, Bryn, so from what I understand, it's a PhD in fixology. Um, you could say that. Or is it, or is it like an honorary doctorate because you're the father of the study? It's like you couldn't have gone to school for it because you created it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when it says doctor, um, you know what is so funny is there's actually a different doctor, Brandon Churchill, that's been on the show. He's, uh, he's my medical expert. No kidding. 
Yeah, he actually discovered two diseases, uh, uh, tequila, tequila no remembro and whiskey no taco. I've heard of Cutting these. edge stuff. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's sweeping the nation. Um, it only affects booze bags. It's kind of weird. But anyway, here's our second drink. A little gentle clink there. Very full. Oh, my God. I like this better. I have two limes in mine because I didn't squeeze my first one. Yeah. So, t- Brandon, tell us what you did. All right. You ready for this? Mm. Sip it slow. First up, first up, <laughs> uh oh. First up, the color is like this dark, blood red, dark mahogany, if you will. <laughs> it's the red mangrove. Ooh, that'll oh. be the name of this one, the red mangrove. You want me to do that? Yeah. All right. It is, and this is per drink. Red, or sorry, god damn it, red mangrove. <laughs> Three shots Three. of red mangrove. <laughs> Repeat. It is three ounces of Southern Comfort. Okay. One and a half ounces pineapple juice. Okay. One and a half ounces cherry juice. Top with club soda. And I don't know if you can tell, there wasn't much room for club soda. No. This is good, though. But I would top it with club soda. I prefer this very much. Oh, same here. This is so much better. All right, everybody. Very so much more refreshing. Go ahead and whip up your... And then what? Just pour over ice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it says to shake contents without the ice i i recommend you don't do that yeah it was kind of weird um i just kind of swirled it yeah and then poured it in yeah every everybody go home and make yourself a red mangrove this drink i'm going to give i don't know you know 10 spruces that balance of sweet and tart is there yeah and there's not much acid yeah but that's okay because the think, lime gives it the brightness. I think if you had the dual lime wedge like mm-hmm. I did, I think it would be there yeah. for you. But um, for that reason, 7 out of 10 blue agaves. Okay. All right. I gave it 10 spruces. <laughs> 10 spruces. Uh, everyone at home, uh, plug that into wolframalpha.com. They will give you the conversion rate. So they would. I um, as my part of my doctorate, I had to. Um, oh, you had to. You had to put that program in. Yes. So, uh, Brandon, second half of the show. I, I think we should just get right into it. And uh, you know, Arbor Day. It's a it's a holiday I like to celebrate. Like I said, I planted earlier today. I planted one tree, but it's not quite Arbor Day yet. Day of recording. So I will be actually planting a bunch of trees for Arbor Day. So, and I encourage everyone at home to uh, plant some trees for Arbor Day. Plant native. Um, there's actually a little bit of a rant I want to go on after this game. But speaking of native, I have a little bit of a game for us today. Oh, it is a holiday, so it wouldn't be a holiday without a yeah, game. Yeah, it's not a holiday special without a game. So it is Guess the Wait, State. Wait, is this a holiday special? Yeah, it's the, Arbor, it's the Jen Thomas Arbor Day special. Did you introduce it that way? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think you did. Uh, are you, uh, Welcome, everybody, to the Jen and Thomas Arbor Day special. <laughs> okay. So if it's not there, just cut that yeah, in. Somebody really likes this. Oh, wait, Danielle. How, how are you going to rate this drink? Um, going in for another sip. There's like something sweet in there and I can't just tell what it is. It's throwing me off. Is it cherry? There's cherry juice and there's pineapple juice. Mm. And the... And Pineapple's the, what I was yeah. tasting. And the whiskey itself is a little sweet. I think I'm going to give this... Is that a 10? It's whatever you want it to be. I know and that throws me off. I'm going to give it... Eight, I do it out of 10. 8 out of 10... Okay, that's nice. Oh yeah, you have to pick what it is. All right, eight stars out of ten stars. You know what's funny is I stole uh, my whole like rating system from Danielle because it was the Valentine's Day special. Yes, where she was like, "Oh, it's a really good drink. It was really good. I like the color, but it's the wrong time of year for this kind of drink." So for that reason, two out of ten. 
That's when I decided to start rating things. And that's why I always say. And then in your YouTube videos, I say, and for that reason, it's because of her. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's a healthy drink. I think it has fruit in it. It's healthy. <laughs> but so anyway, we're playing a game for the ninth time. <laughs> Guess the state oh, no. based off of its state tree. Oh, no. Oh, no. I think I'm going to win. I hope so. This is so bad. No tricks. Bullshit. No, there was, there was, there were, no, no, Brandon. There were like three accidental tricks and I was like, oh, I got to take those out. That's too, that's too deep even for me. Thank God. Well, cause I'll, I'll just give it away. So there's some states that have the same state tree oh. and I, and I like doubled up like multiple times. I was like, wait, but uh, oh. what? Yeah. That would have been whack of you. And I'm not going to do that to you. Thank you. So I have 10 here. All right. All right. Are we ready? Contestants? Yes. Sure. Okay. Bald Cypress. Georgia. There, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there a Cypress, Arizona? I don't know. All right. Then <laughs> Let's find out. I'm not going to say that then. Was your guess Arizona at first? No, not my final guess. I didn't lock in my answer. What do you think this is? Not mil- Millionaires Wanted? What was that show? Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. No. Wow. But you can... There is a kind of Cypress, the Cypressius Arizonica, the Arizona Cypress. Um, going to say Ohio. Louisiana. That was closer. Yeah. What did you say? I don't even remember. Georgia. Georgia. Uh, All right. So, number two. Alabama? Nope. We're going to not do that. Uh, I'm going to have to get it. I can't believe I said that out loud. I'll tell you what it was. Longleaf Pine. Alabama. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You have any guesses for that one, Danielle? Alabama. Okay. All right. I'll give that one to you guys. Great. We each got a point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Hold on. So, B and D. All right. Pinon Pine. You go first. Pinon? Pinon. P-I-N-O-N. P-I-N-Y-O-N. Nevada. Okay. New Mexico. All right. Final answers for you both? Yeah. Danielle's got it. I knew it was something southwest. Flowering Dogwood. Missouri. She said that so confidently. I'm going to say Missouri's no, also. that's <laughs> cheating. No. I'm done. It's not cheating. You answered first. I didn't tell you. Right, you both first. got it. I should have let him answer first. Okay. You should probably make me answer right, first guys. all times. No I'm tricks. Cheater. No, no, no tricks. No tricks. Colorado blue spruce. Colorado. <laughs> Colorado. Okay. You, you guys got it. I don't know. <laughs> Brandon, let's, let's hear you go first for once, okay? <laughs> Candle nut tree. He no, Brandon can go first on this one. <laughs> Candle nut. That sounds like Connecticut. Okay. Oh, that's a good fucking drink. Mm, Minnesota? Hawaii. Because palms aren't trees. I don't think that the candle nut tree is a palm, though. No, I'm just saying, like, it's not a palm tree. Oh, instead of being like a coconut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm so mad I got a palm on that one. (laughs) All right. The blue Palo Verde. Arizona. Oh, I was going to say Arizona. It just sounds very Arizona. Well, you're still allowed to. Oh, but now I don't know if I want to copy you. 
Um, yeah, I'll go with Arizona. All right. You guys got it right. Yeah. So here's my problem with that, right? Palo Verde. Palo Verde means green stick. (laughs) Palo stick. Verde means green. So it's the blue green stick. It's not teal. Yeah. No, but there's some blue, um, Palo Verdes out there and you look at them and you're like, that's a little blue. Are they more more white? That would probably be a Palo Blanco, a white stick. I was I meant like the flowers. I thought it was No, the flowers have like it's a it's like a a, a yellow flower. Mm, never mind. She doesn't know. All right. Red maple. You go first. What part of that do you not have around? <sighs> Try to <right>? trigger. <laughs> a red maple. California. <laughs> what, the, what? You go first. She's I over here it. like she's like looking at me like blank me the answer in Morse code. <laughs> Can I change my answer? Washington. Okay. Whatever you want it to be, man. California. Rhode Island. <laughs> you can you can give the same answer, Danielle. Well she did. She gave my first answer. No, I know, but like you don't have to like make him change. After you said, Okay, I'd realized that both of those were wrong and then she said California and I laughed. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give you guys a clue on this one, okay? No tricks. So no tricks. <clears throat> this uh this next one was one of the trees that shares a state tree with the other one. So the other state, the one that I had crossed out, was Michigan. So this state shares its state tree with Michigan. Oh, wait. I have to read the tree. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Eastern white pine. Eastern white pine? Yeah. Minnesota. Okay. I'm going to say Montana. Maine. Dang. That was my second guess. Sure Actually, I was. wanted to say Maine the whole time because of the eastern. Mm. But I was like, man. Yeah, Minnesota is west of Michigan. But there's like Michigan. Is Minnesota west of Michigan? Yeah, it has to be. There's like Michigan. I was like, it's got to be close to Michigan. Le- Are we ready for the next one? Sure. Loblolly pine. L-O-B-L-O-L-L-Y. Loblolly pine. A lot of pines. There are a lot of pines. I'm saying Montana again. Okay. Danielle? Nevada? Arkansas. Ugh. Ugh. All right. So let's count them up. Story a so Brandon time. has four points out of ten. Danielle has one, two, three, four, five out of Bullshit. ten. Bullshit. I want to recount. Okay. How about this? Whoever can get, if you can get this right, I'll give you a hundred point three points all right can you tell me the difference between spines thorns and prickles and give one example of each okay i'm not that's like six things can you six times two is or three times two is no but if you know the difference it's very easy to know Um, fine give me an example of each give me an example of spines thorns and prickles I'm going to take a wild guess and say that it depends on what kind of plant it grows on. So a thorn would be like a rose, so a flower. Mm. Um, a prickle sounds like, I don't know yet. And what was the other one? A spine? Spines, thorns, and prickles. Does yeah. one of them grow on a shrub? Is that the, Am I on the right track? One of them grows on a shrub or a tree or Prick- any kind of woody plant. Prickles? Prickles? You have to tell me what spines are. I don't know yet. Spines are... Cactus. That's a good guess. Spines are cactus. Okay. 
What are your three guesses for the three? If you can, if you can tell me an example of each, and get them all right. Well, I know thorns kind of like angle off of the plant. You know, like they don't like a spine stick straight out. Mm-hmm. And a thorn. I'm, that's not. I'm not. I'm not nodding in agreement. I'm acknowledging. I'm not giving anything away. And a thorn kind of curves like a. Okay, but what what like plant? a tooth almost? I would okay. say. Okay. But yeah, like a rose bush has thorns. Okay, and what has uh, spines and prickles? Uh, I well, I would say that cactus have prickles. Okay. Mainly because of the prickly pear. Okay. And then. So what has uh, spines? Oh, I have a spine. Is that your final answer? Yes. Oh, you mean which plant has yeah. a spine? Um, when you're a grandmaster wizard arborist and you become a tree, and then you have a spine. Sorry, Danielle, that's a joke you weren't uh, here uh, for. Pine tree. Okay. Um, you're both wrong. Yeah, of course. We're not arborist. This is this is this ar- spines ar- arbaccios. Spines are on. Hold on. He doesn't even know. No, I'm just making sure because now I've said spine so the many fact, times. The fact that he has to look it up and he expected us to know. Off the top of our heads for 100.1 points. Also, you copied me. Okay, I'm just making sure that it was spines because I was like, you know when you say a word so many times, it's like, is that what it's called? Oh so spines God. are on cacti. Um, spines are a modified leaf. And like, you know, the prickly pear, that big like dinner plate shaped little thing. Yeah. That's a modified stem thorns come from like the cambium layer of woody plants so that's going to be on your trees and shrubs like citrus with its big long thorns and then prickles are just on like the surface like a, like a thorn goes into the wood but a prickle is just on the outside and you can snap it off and that's actually what roses have is you can snap mm-hmm. off the um prickles off of a rose so that song every rose has its thorns you're a prickle a lie. yeah Prickles are a little curved, you know. What a prick. Pull. So, uh, Danielle runs away with the victory, a 5-4 to four lead. Let's ca- try to carry that uh, into next Arborist game. Arbaccio. I changed the name of it. Arbaccio. Let's see if she can bring that into the next round of Arbaccio, everybody. So, Danielle, um, you're a bit of a plant girl. Yes. Not You haven't dabbled too much in the tree game. No, I haven't. Are you? Do you have a favorite tree by chance? I do. I have a couple favorite trees. Um, my favorite tree is the red bud, which is native to Missouri. I um, love. It. There's one. The um, one of the trees I'm going to be planting on Arbor Day is called like the flamethrower red bud, ooh. and the leaves go from like green to red to orange to yellow in this cool like gradient oh but I, the leaves but i'm really excited is that the that. one that i i've seen pictures of it in the fall time and it almost looks like it's like it like plays tricks with your mind i'll have to show you a picture I, I later. think that's probably it but that's cool um and then my other favorite tree is a willow tree i really really want one in my backyard someday me too. You know, um aspirin comes from willow bark. Like a oh, how do you say what it? A- does? Aspirin is like acetaminophen. Oh, aspirin, yeah. Ad- well, acetaminophen? No, it's like acetaminophen acid. Yeah. That, but that, um, oh. like, uh, it, it, native tribes, I guess, I guess, like, how it started is like these native tribes, um, in America, they would like, when they were like giving birth, the women would like chew on the bark and it would release the, uh, the acetaminophen acid. I hope I'm saying that right, but and then that compound is, 
used what we call aspirin today, even though it's our, uh, or artificially made now. But anyway, we're going. Cool. a willow tree would be beautiful. I hope really hope that for you guys. If you if you need someone to plant one, I I'm, I am a guy that can do that. I'll hire you out. Um, my last tree isn't necessarily like a type of tree, or it's like a, it's like a broad type, I guess. It's like mm-hmm. the evergreen. I don't really understand. Evergreen what- just means it's green year round. Yeah, I know. So, like, what would you call the ones that are? I don't even know. There's like the ones that are in the mountains that are really long and then have the green at the top. They're in like, um, like the ones in northern Arizona, maybe like Ponderosa Pine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like in California, like northern California, and then oh, the sequoias. I don't know the ones that are like like Hyperion, the tallest tree in the world. Yeah, those are super cool. Yeah, you can't have one in your backyard. No, I don't want one in my backyard, but I want an evergreen, like just like a pine. Just a pine. Yeah, a pine would be good. But you know what's crazy about those trees in California? Like the, the fucking tall as hell. The, um, in Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi, and uh, Endor, where they're like having the fight with the teddy bears, that was filmed in Sequoia National Park. Mm-hmm. So like this like giant woodsy region that was California. That's what those trees are called, sequoias. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or the, like the redwood sequoia. Yeah, redwood. That sounds um, familiar. But one of it takes one of those. By the way, they're called Ewoks. Oh yeah, but it takes one of those to neutralize like all of the carbon that like one person creates in their life. Wow! So you would have to like plant one and let it grow for like hundreds of years to undo all of the damage you've done. Wow! But okay, <laughs> that's crazy. So where are you? Before we finish this question, I'm curious where you're going to plant your tree at. Since you don't have like a backyard, where are you going to go plant a tree? My, my, my job as an uh, arborist. Oh my gosh, she's such an arborist. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> I want to plant a tree. Can I come even though I don't work with you? Yeah. Are you off on Friday? No. No. Well, then you can't. Dang it. Okay. When off When are you. you off? Are you off on Thursday? I work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then I'm off after that. We can just do some gorilla gardening and plant a tree over the, under the cover of night. Okay, let's do it. No. What are your favorite trees, Brandon? Well, I grew up with maple, so mm-hmm. that's uh, pretty uh, basic to me, but and I really you, like it. Is that the one with the helicopters? Yes. Hate that tree. Least favorite tree there is. Oh, I thought you meant like a tree that has like a helicopter watching it all the time. I'm like, a tree with helicopter? What the no, fuck? When the seeds fall out, they helicopter yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad she finished my fucking drink for That's me. That's a good drink. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the willow tree. Yeah. Call them weeping willows. Whomping willows. We- weeping willows. Will- uh-huh. Whomping willows. Whomping willows. Uh... I'm gonna fucking kill you Oh my god no But Danielle Fucking called it Because I went I was like Hey Danielle How you doing She was like Has Brandon told you His favorite trees (laughs) Palm trees (laughs) I know better than To say that Well no And then I was like Yeah The whole drive home I was just thinking About how Thomas was gonna ask you What your favorite tree was And you were gonna say A palm tree And it just set him off And ruined the whole episode No I, it set me off When I played myself <laughs> And, and that got palm honestly tree. Made it even better Like that couldn't Have been any better <laughs> No when it popped up I'm like What the hell Oh my gosh go. How does it feel To be a grass On tree day Grass is corn it, Including The devil's lettuce I don't smoke it So I hate that well, grass you're allergic to it Yeah I, 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 
I'm not deathly. What's the opposite of deathly? Mildly allergic to hemp or something like that. I don't like corn. That's a grass. Palms are practically a grass. My professional opinion is they are, but you know, I'm not a someone that studies grass. Um, I don't even know what the word for that is. Grassibus. Well, I don't know what kind of ologist that even is. Turfologist. Probably. Pretty damn close. I don't know. Oh, um, speaking of ologies. And what my favorite trees are, uh, you know, you could consider me a pomologist because pomology is the study and cultivation of fruit. Uh-huh. And anyone that knows me knows that I specialize in fruiting trees for my um, my arborist job. Like fruiting is in like the fruit you eat, not like because I mean, in a way, anything with a flower fruits, you know what I mean? Or any female plant with a flower fruits, male, male flowers don't fruit. But um, <clears throat> but I. So I study fruit. I cultivate fruit because my house in Arizona, I have over 30 fruit trees. Agrostology? Astrology? No, no, agrostology. And that's the study of grass? Yes, sir. Agrostology. Agrostology, That's pretty interesting. Uh, Screenshot that and send it to me so I can remember that. But uh, I do consider myself a pomologist. But my favorite tree... You know, I love a citrus. Uh, so for those of you at home, at my house in Arizona, I have 11 citrus trees, five fig trees, two plums, two peaches, four pomegranates, uh, and then just like countless other things in pots. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not a uh, it's not a tree, but like I have grapevine growing in a pot. I have other citrus, other little things. You know, you got every, the, uh, I just pick everything up. The lime with the pink inside, don't you? No. So my Eureka pink lemon died. <gasps> there's this part of, I know, there's this part of my yard where like the trees just keep dying and I don't know what it is. The ground. But there's other plants nearby that aren't dying. So I don't know if maybe if I just had two bad luck situations, but I have a different tree in there now, which is a mystery tree. I don't know what it is, but it's a citrus. So we're going to find exciting. out. Yeah. Um, it's actually a tree that my stepmother gave me. So we're going to see how that turns out. But I do want to get another Eureka pink lemon and put that in a pot. Um, yeah. And then there's a little side section on the side of my house. I think I might do some kumquats, but then I, but then it's like, do I have too much citrus? I also might convert that to a dragon fruit area, but that's a cactus, not a tree. But for a favorite tree, you know, I love olive trees because as they grow, and some people let them have multiple stems, but I want a single-stemmed olive tree. But as it grows, it gets this cool, like, twisting to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It looks so cool, and it's very prevalent in, like, Greek stuff. Uh, Danielle has her little Greek mythology book in front of us. Um, I mean, fig trees are cool because, like, they're really relevant in the Bible, and they pop up in, like, a lot of different, like, religious things. So, like, even if you're not religious, it's still cool to have, like, such, like, a culturally significant tree. But then, like, pomegranates show up in a bunch of different stuff. And, like, you know, so with pomegranates, um, in Greek mythology, it's like the thing of, what's her name? Medusa. Persephone, right? Persephone, the daughter of Demeter. Or is it Aphrodite? No, Aphrodite is the the goddess of, like, love. So Persephone, the goddess of verdure or something like that. So she eats, uh, like, four or five uh, or six pomegranate seeds, and then that's how long she's stuck down in Hades with the titular Hades. Um, but then in the Bible, it's never explicitly said, I think I talked about this on an earlier podcast, but it's never explicitly said that it's an apple. And apples don't exist in the same way that we have them even just a couple hundred years ago. They weren't, they weren't the same. But pomegranates are relatively 
the same as what they are in the wild is like what we eat just a, a different size so it's very possible that in the garden of eden it would have been a pomegranate and the french word for apple is palm and palm means fruit right but i think that's derived from pomegranate hmm. you know what i mean I, I, I mean i'll have to do a little more of the study of the entomology um to really know what like the origins of pomegranate is and hand grenades are named after pomegranates because they looked like pomegranates. The Germans named them hand grenades, but the word for pomegranate in German is like apple grenade, apfelgranada. Okay. Anyway, no. So like I, I'm 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 kind of picking these trees because of like cool like history they have, but like the look of a badass olive tree. But the, you know those giant two hundred two hundred year old willows in the southern United States is beautiful. Yeah. The oh. monkey puzzle tree is just fucking weird. But a juniper is beautiful, oh, and that's how you make gin. Is the money tree an actual tree? Money tree. I think that's like a house plant. It is a house plant, but couldn't it also be a tree? Depends. It's got bark. Well, what's the actual definition of a tree? Like, what makes a tree a tree, or is that too deep for this episode? So... It depends on who you ask because there's like a debate between like trees and shrubs. You know what I mean? And I'd said this to um, – hold on. It's the guana chestnut. So, um, yes. But so – Add that to my list. People are – there's like a debate between like a lot of things between tree and shrub. There's no real definition. It's kind of like who discovers it can kind of decide because large shrubs are bigger than small trees. Like citrus is a shrub, but you can have a 30-foot-tall citrus shrub. You know what I mean? And so, um, and then, but I mean, you could have a red bud tree that's only like six feet tall or like Palo Verdes, I believe are a tree, but if you kind of let it go wild, it grows very shrubby. Same thing with a mesquite. I believe those are classified as trees, but it, a lot of it can come, just come down to who, do, who do you ask on a certain day? So you're telling me that the only reason a palm tree is a grass is because an agrostologist is the one that first no, no, discovered no. it. And they I, were like, it was just like whoever, whatever ology you are or ologist no. you are, you're like, I found it first, so this is a grass. You can't be a marine biologist. You, you miss the part where he goes, there's no wood in the palm. Yeah, it's, there's no wood in a palm. It's, it's like this sponge. It's like this fiber spongy material on the inside. And there's like, like um, I said it's vascular, but that's not true earlier i said it's vascular trees have vasculature they have like the xylem and foam they have these like tubes it's like the veins that bring it up and down where palms are like this spongy mesh and it like it goes up and down that way and then palms can't like repair themselves in the same way it's it's just a totally different thing but yeah but by that logic i could be like a marine biologist see like a pepper plant and be like i'm gonna call that the fish pepper (laughs) there is a fish pepper but it's not classified as a fish It's not classified as no. a fish. No shit. You know what's crazy though is I'm like I'm pretty sure that if you let a uh, a pepper plant get big enough, it becomes woody. Only one way to find out. I know. And then you have herbaceous plants. Oh, and then a banana tree isn't like a tree. It's like it's like it's no. It's it's like it's almost like ginger. You know how you can snap open ginger? Yeah. If you like get a running start and tackle a banana tree, it will like pop like snapping ginger. You're saying you could knock down a banana tree? Uh huh. It's hard. Like, if they're really big, it's hard. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's like herbaceous on the inside. It's like the, if you cut open a banana tree, which is not a tree, it would it would be like the consistency of ginger on the inside. That makes sense. Like a yeah. fibrous kind of dealio. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, any other tree questions for you guys while I'm here? I have to go back to work and deal with real tree experts. Oh, I thought you meant right now. No, no, no. I, no, like, no, I just what? went. I have to go back to work. Um, 
I like the hibiscus tree. I have one in my backyard, but it died. Is that a tree? I don't know. The don't flowers. Know you know, have you know, it people are like, like what's tree? it like being an expert in your bark. field? It's just Googling things, no matter how much you know about something. Hi. It's got bark. It's a genus of subtropical woody shrubs and small trees. Which is it? Small tree. It's dead is what it is. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. So, it like, is not a native plant to Missouri, yeah. and it did not handle the winter. Yeah, it is woody, but I was just trying to see what... Um, it was kind of classified as, but it's, you know, but yeah, some people say small, uh, shrubs and small trees. But the thing is, is like some people say like, oh, to be a tree has to be like a bush with like a stick up the middle. Like some people say like trees are like tall things with like stems and then like a shrub is something that has like a lot of different ones. But then it's just like a matter of how you prune it. But then. Yeah, because this hibiscus has one tall stem and then it branches out yeah, from but that, you, like, like a tree would. But, but it if was you probably. It that way, yeah, it was probably pruned that way, but if you just like let it grow naturally, you know. So there's no real meaning. And um, let's just be honest it's all fake and made up. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, but um, I have a little. Let's call, have, let's call a shrub a shrub. Yeah. It's all made up. Let's call a shrub a shrub. <laughs> um, but I do have a recommendation. If uh, anyone listening is interested in learning more about trees, there's a different podcast called Completely Arbitrary. And so one guy, Casey Clapp, he is the uh, city forester for Portland, Oregon. And then the podcast is just him. Every episode, it's a different tree. And then he just talks about that tree to his friend. And it's kind of cool because if you know about trees, you're like, oh, cool. But if you don't know anything about trees, like if you know about trees, you're more like the host, right? Um, well, they're both hosts. I don't, I don't know what it's like to have a... Oh, wait, no, I do know what it's like to have a host. Anyway, so if if you know about trees, you're more like Casey Clapp. I mean, you're still learning, but you're like, yeah, I understand tree things. But if you don't know anything about trees, you're like the other guy. And it's kind of cool listening to it because, like, as it goes on, he's, like, learning tree words. And he'll be like, let me guess. This is also deciduous and then you're like yeah you got it buddy you know what i mean so it's just kind of cool but um yeah so that's a that's a fun one you learn a lot and then um ologies the podcast ologies on the dendrology episode casey clapp is the special guest but so um danielle you are a nurse correct yes Yes, and I used to work as a little bit of a paramedic. You know, keep, keep her on the microphone. This is, this is I'm going to go pee. Okay. Bye. All right. So yeah. you know how like the, your nerves are like dendrites and axons? Yeah. Axons, axons. Uh, dendrites are named after tree roots. So we knew about trees before we knew about like the nerves in our bodies. And so the dendrites in our body, like the part of our nerves, they look like tree mm-hmm. roots the way they like spread out. Mm-hmm. And so... That's just that, kind of interesting. That is cool. I was reading a book about, well, it was like about plants, but it, there was a section in, about trees and it talks about how like trees can communicate with each other from like, I don't know if it's like miles or feet away, but they have like this whole like rooting system underground that they can like communicate. And oh they yeah. Know, and like, they like exact, wrap around each other and yeah. then like trees can send each other nutrients yeah, and stuff like they, that. They like either will share and like grow together and like share nutrients or like compete with each other depending on I guess what kind of plants they are. But I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And so you know what's crazy too is there is this thing. It's called the uh, the Pando Forest. Mm-hmm. And so it's this it's in um, it's in Utah by uh, the fish fish lake national forest or it's in the fish lake national forest but so uh, the uh, pando is approximately one mile southwest of fish lake on state highway 25 um if anyone wanted to go see it in utah 
but it is like from it's like one of the largest living organisms on earth because all of the trees in the pando are part of the same um root system mm-hmm. but it started as like one tree its roots like spread out and then like a different tree would pop up over here and then oh that spread gosh. out and so it's like this entire forest that is one singular organism and so because the roots get like so one tree can die but then it just like pops up other ones but that's crazy. it is just one Plants are so cool i know and it's like and like there's two potential oldest trees on earth right mm-hmm. so gosh i'm <laughs> You know, Brandon doesn't get excited about trees, so I didn't go down this rabbit hole. So let me look this up because the name of this one, I can't ever get it off the top of my head. So there's there's two trees that are potentially the all oldest. So there's Prometheus, which is about 4,900 years old. Isn't that the name of a Greek god? Yeah, a lot of these are named after Greek stuff. Mm. And so it is a great basin, brittle... Uh, brittle cone pine in wheeler park nevada um unfortunately it's dead it was cut down by ronald rusk um ronald rusk curry oh my god i have to tell you that story that's horrifying so that was um one of the oldest trees right so it was about four thousand nine hundred plus years when it died wow the current living the current oldest one is methuselah Mm -hmm. um and so that one's about 4,854 years old. And uh-huh. then there's the Gran Abuelo or the Ellers Mil- Millenario, mm-hmm. which is either like 6,000, no, 3,650 years old or 5,484 years. So we don't quite know. And do you think that you can like go and do they have like them taped off or anything or can you like go some and see of them? these trees i think hyperion the tallest tree in the world they haven't released where it is mm. um but so this is a patagonian cypress but so this guy right here who cut down prometheus donald rusk curry mm-hmm. so they have these things they're just like they're like these really long drill bits right and what they're they're really really long and they're re- like maybe the size of your pencil and what they do they're they like you burr into a tree and you go in as deep as you can and then you like pull it out and then you get like a core of the tree and then you can like count all the rings to see how old something is. So he was in whatever forest it was, right? So he, this guy, he drills it in and then he like wants to pull it back out, but it's stuck and he's like, oh well. And so he drills in another one and that one is also stuck and these things are really expensive. And he's like, right. well, I can't lose fucking two of these. So he like goes to the forest rangers and he's like, hey and he just walked up to this tree he had no idea what tree this was whatever it was just a random this tree looks good and so he talked to the forest ranger he's like hey can i cut down this tree i need to get my stuff back and in the forest ranger's like yeah that tree is nothing special go for it so he cuts it down and it turns out to be the oldest known tree at the time like they found that out and they're like this is the oldest tree in the world how did they not know that beforehand? You don't really know unless you... But that's why you take out those core samples that he was trying yeah. to do. I feel like I've seen... Maybe I'm making this up, but there was like a tree... Okay, this could definitely have been like a dream or something, but there was like a tree that you could drive in between. That is in the uh, Redwood National Forest or the Sequoia National Forest. Oh, so Forest. I didn't make that up. Yeah, they like cut a giant car hole. That's crazy yeah. too. But how does that not kill the tree? I don't know. You know what's crazy is those redwoods, you could cut it down and it would grow an entirely new tree. From the from, stump? 
Yeah, it would like grow a whole new one. Wow. But the thing is, is with those trees, the cambium, so that the wood in the middle is just there to hold the tree up, right? Mm-hmm. But the cambium in between like the wood on the inside and the bark, that's where all the vasculature is, like all of the, the xylem and the phloem, which like, which goes up and down in the nutrients. So as long as like that's still intact, it can still get nutrients up and down. So, um, yeah, as long as it's able to pull enough nutrients hmm. from all of that. Spritz are crazy. I know. Have you ever been to that national park? I have not, unfortunately. I want to go to every national park, but it's uh, it's a bit of slow going, you know? Got to save up that vacation time. True. But let me see. Let's. Um, but also, when that hole was cut, cars were like a lot smaller back then, so it's mm-hmm. not like the biggest hole ever. So the sh- I believe this is it, the chandelier tree. Massive redwood tree has a hole uh, in the base big enough to drive through. Tree in Leggett, California has a hole cut in its immense truck that's large enough for a car to drive through. The hole is six feet wide, nearly seven feet tall, carved sometime in the 1930s. Wow. Miraculously, this tree is so big and strong that it survived the gaping wound at its base. So it's like not only is this tree like almost like this cut alone is almost like 100 years old, but like the tree is just like, yeah, what about it? <laughs> oh, but what's crazy is the tallest tree in the world, Hyperion. Hold on. Hyperion tree um, is considered the world's tallest known living tree at 380 feet tall. And the thing is, is like it could be taller. And it is in California, but they haven't released its exact location. Mm-hmm. But like it, just because the tree it is, we know it's in California. Like anyone would figure that out. But um, oh, the exact location of Hyperion is nominally secret, but is available via an internet search. So <laughs> never mind. Top secret. Well, because I mean, I guess one guy with a drone. But um, it could have been taller. But like researchers have said that like because of like woodpeckers, like messing around with the top of it has like stunted its growth. Oh. So it's the tallest now, but it could have been bigger. Wow. Stupid woodpeckers. I know. Yeah, no, I love when big, massive behemoth trees are, like, named after Greek gods and titans and stuff like that. I know. It's so cool. We should go to the California National Park, Brandon, sometime. He said, yes, we should. I don't know if that was sarcasm. Oh, and so one more. This is this is for both of you. So uh, do you guys know anything about the Yarnell 19, the 19 firefighters that died in Arizona no. a couple of years ago? Oh, so it's, like, five or six years ago now. But um, 19 wildland firefighters died. Oh, it was horrific. And so, uh, and it was in the Prescott area. But one thing that they are famous for before they unfortunately perished in the fire is they saved uh, the most famous tree in Arizona. So where is this thing? Giant cactus. Um, okay. So, oh my God, hold on. I'm sorry, guys. Give me a second here. So, I mean, honestly, if I, I'll need to look up if there's, like, some Firefighter Appreciation Day or Appreciation Week and do an episode and talk about them then because they, like, they honestly deserve their whole thing. So, I, I can't really go too much into it. Makes sense. But they saved this tree, the Grand Champion Juniper Tree, which they saved from this, like, horrific fire. And so, it is known as the Alligator Juniper the tree, estimated to be the world's largest alligator juniper, was saved from the 2003 Dossi Doce fire by the Granite Mountain Hotshots, a crew of 20 wildland firefighters. Uh, the, uh, the fire burned nearly 7,000 acres of the Prescott National Forest. That's where my dad lives. That's a lot of yeah. acres. 
Uh, however, it didn't burn any nearby homes or structures thanks to the efforts uh, of hundreds of responding firefighters, including the hotshot crew. Uh, the battle to save the tree was shown in the 2013 movie Only the Brave, starring Miles Teller and uh, Josh Brolin. Never heard of it, surprisingly. It's really good. Um, God, it's sad, dude. And the book is sad. And then you can, you know what's really haunting, too, is if you go up, you can hike a trail, like their memorial trail. And along this hike, there's, like, individual statues for all of them. And then the end of the trail is their death site. Oh, shit. Haunting. All right, so uh, the documentation, all right, this is a quote. Uh, so the tree's true age still towers above the usual lifespan of living things are accustomed to, according to researchers. The document that we have on file on this tree is that in 1998, when it was submitted, they estimated the age to be about 1,400 years old. Jesus. Typically, trees don't live that long and definitely not in an urban environment. You'd be lucky if you got a 50-year lifespan. Um... Uh, a senior researcher at the University of Arizona Tringree Lab said the tree may be a th around 1,000 years old, but uh, added that finding an exact age for an alligator juniper is extremely difficult. Yeah, because you'd have to cut it down <laughs> to know exact, right? Well, and also because it's one of these things that has like kind of a lot of stems coming out of things. and <coughs> Junipers kind of do, like, and there are a lot of trees that do this, and this juniper seems to be one of them, but it'll like kind of grow a little bit and then maybe like a part of it dies and it grows more over here so it's not like one trunk that just is just consistently growing wider yeah, in a circle so it can just completely stop growing over here and then grow over this side so you can't really count the rings in a reliable way but yeah man trees are freaking crazy yeah i want to do a whole thing about the hot shots but that'll be for another day but yeah so there's this tree in arizona that's like a thousand to fourteen hundred years old Holy shit. Well, older than me. What's the oldest tree? In the world? Yeah. You walked out for that. You're going to have to listen to the episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Finally. <clears throat> no, there is... Uh, should plug you another mic? Oh, my gosh. I should have. <sighs> but I don't know, Brandon. That's a lot of tree stuff. That's a lot of tree stuff. Hopefully you learned something. I enjoy telling you about it. I learned an acorn's worth of knowledge. That's Think debatable about Think about whether it. or not there's... Because there's a lot of knowledge... Think about about acorns out there? No, there's a lot of knowledge in an acorn. That's very true. Oh, tree nuts are very healthy. Everybody should eat more tree nuts. But, uh, you know, Brandon, you just got back from your bathroom break, and now I have to go. So I say we wrap up this show. Correct. All right, so, Brandon, where can they find you? Uh, at Brandon Churchill on YouTube, Brandon underscore Churchill underscore 95 on Instagram, uh, Brandon Churchill without the U and Churchill on Twitter. Danielle... Where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at Danielle K twenty three and Danny's Wet Planties. You posted for the first time in a while on Danny's Wet Planties. I did. Did you like that? I liked did it a lot. Did you see how big yeah. that you didn't, got? You didn't. Um, you didn't um, post the uh, black market euphorbias I got you. Yeah, I know because I don't want to get arrested. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Thomas got that. Um, uh, but uh, as for me, uh, and speak, uh, yeah, sorry. As for me, you can find me on Instagram at Capt Cool Kid. That is C A P T Cool Kid, as well as Bad Boy of Botany. But hey, guys, I'm back in the arboriculture game. I'm gonna be posting. I'm gonna be taking pictures. I'm gonna be taking pictures of trees, flowers, a fucking squirrel. Stay tuned. Okay, is that your squirrel noise? I don't think that's what they sound like. Um, but as for the show, you can follow the show on Instagram at Jen and Thomas Podcast. Uh, we are Jen and Thomas Pod on Twitter and YouTube and Jen and Thomas Pod at gmail.com 
on Gmail if you would like to submit questions. Um, I was going to ask for questions for this episode, but it was a little up in the air of when we were actually going to be able to lock down the recording. So, but uh, I get a better turnout on questions than I expect. So maybe we'll just kind of make that a regular thing. And sure. Have a couple of questions every um, every once in a while. Every once in a while. So uh, I don't know. I think that's it. Uh, but hey, if you have ever have any arbor questions or tree questions or plant related questions, go ahead and email the podcast or DM the Bad Boy of Monty in Instagram. DM the uh, Danny's Wet Planties Instagram, any of that. But uh, you know how we close it out here, everybody. Uh, please drink responsibly. You know, share a drink with friends. Don't drink alone. Drink with us. Um, don't drink and drive. Don't, don't drink, drink and on a boat. boat. Uh, this is very important. Do not drink and operate things like chainsaws, please. Or scooters. Or don't drink and scoot, but, you know, drink responsibly. So, oh, my God, I'm, I'm speeding through this. I got to pee. So uh, be safe, be kind, and good night. Bye.